Let's give a shout out to LaCroix, America's top selling branded domestic sparkling water. LaCroix sparkling water was developed to give health conscious consumers refreshment, flavor, and sparkle with an innocent twist of zero calories, zero sweeteners, and zero sodium. All LaCroix flavors are confirmed to be derived from natural sources with natural fruit essences. The newest flavor is hibiscus, which is amazing. Other classic flavors include tangerine, mango, and cran raspberry. The LaCroix family also includes six LaCroix Curate flavors, including pineapple strawberry, kiwi sandia, and melon pomelo. There's also newly added flavors to the Nicola theme, like coconut cola and coffea exotica, all of which contain no caffeine and no alcohol. LaCroix Sparkling Waters and LaCroix Curate Sparkling Waters are gluten-free, vegan, kosher, and non-GMO, Whole30 approved, and environmentally friendly. LaCroix cans are perpetually sustainable and recyclable. For more information, join the LaCroix community on social at LaCroix Water or check them out at www.lacroixwater.com. From Podcast One and the Lady Gang, are you ready for a relatable, unapologetic take on life? This is the Ladies Like Us podcast with Nazanin Mandy and Nadia Mohan. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to an all-new episode of Ladies Like Us. Happy Tuesday. I am Nadia Mohan. And I'm Nazanin Mandy. And we are back with a brand spanking new episode. It's going to be a good one. It is. I'm excited about this one today. Yeah, we've been wanting this guest for a while. We have. She was on our wish list. She was. She was. <laughs> and we finally made it happen. Yes. Yes. So we have Adrian here today. Yes. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. We um, we had Jeannie already from The Real. She was like our second I know. or third episode. I know. Which was crazy. I know. Which was super cool because... You know, we were just started out. Exactly. She gave us a chance. She did. And man, I love that episode too. Because she was so honest. Yeah. It was hilarious. And it like, was. It was I, so good. It's funny though, because I look back at, at those beginning episodes, especially that one, and I'm like, for me, I have I know I've come a long way because we didn't know what we were doing. Right. We were just starting out. Especially me. I have no media training, never interviewed a person in my life. Like, all this is completely foreign to me. Right. And it's like... You don't realize when you're just having a conversation with somebody when it's not being recorded, you you don't know what that sounds like because, you know, you're just in it, it, right? So you're not playing it back. Right. So you're talking over each other and you're laughing and you're this and you're that. And it's like a lot. Right. Right. And Jeannie's like that already. And so am I. Right. So it's just like gaggles and like it was just a lot like that episode for me is hard to listen to. I feel like we should bring her back. (laughs) And do a whole new one. Yeah, we should. We should. should. Because now she has her own podcast, which is really good. Exactly. And then now, you know, her and Jeezy are like now we yes. know about that. We knew about that. We did. But now the public we knows about that. We them. did. Yeah. So. Ooh, we were in on the secret. Yeah. We're yeah. so cool. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it it it's definitely like night and day from like right what we are now, yeah. which is great. I I I feel the growth. You know, yeah. like now it's like okay now. Don't laugh completely into the microphone. Right. <laughs> Will, but, Will was like, can you just pull away? <laughs> just a little bit. Just yeah, back. just a little bit. <laughs> but that that's what happened. I know. You don't you don't realize you don't know. No. You know? So but that was fun. So now we have Adrienne. She has so much going on too. So yes, it's gonna be a good it's conversation. Be a good one. Um, but how has your week been going? 
Good. I'm like trying to think of everything that's happened. Um, we went to Palm Springs and we shot in Palm Springs. Oh yeah, misguided. Yes, for misguided. So now Forgot. I'm misguided's uh, brand ambassador. Yeah. They are incredible. Yeah. I mean, the shoots are like so legit. And yeah. It's super high end. Super. Yeah. And everybody's yeah. on their shit. Right. The team's amazing. Like it's just it feels really good. Yeah. And, um, we went to Palm Springs. We stayed there overnight. Mm-hmm. And, God, our call time was... <laughs> oh, it was 5 a.m. Yeah, makeup. And by the time we got there was like... What time did we get to the... 11.30. 11.30. Yeah. So we drove after traffic. Yeah. Um, and we got there at 11.30. And then, yeah, we, it was... Oh, I am not a morning person. I know. I'm trying... I just can't do it. That was early to start makeup. It was so early. It was. But we were fine, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, everything was like everything went so smooth. It was really good. We wrapped at like two. Yeah. We wrapped really early. It was really good. So yeah. So we were in Palm Springs. That was great. Mm-hmm. I love Palm Springs. I do too. <sighs> I you need to get a house there. I do. Yeah. I love Palm I, I would Springs. like one there too, but I'm not there yet. You're closer than but me, so you can get, get one. one. <laughs> and you will. And it's I just love that place. I do too. It's yeah. just it's so close. It's the perfect staycation because it's so close. It's like, right. what, three hours, two and a half hours? I whatever. mean, no traffic. Like, you could get there really fast. Right. Yeah. Um, so close. And, like, it really is all about just having a cool house with a pool. Yeah. You know, and all that space. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah. And you just go there and you, you relax, you lay out, have a good time. Like, they've got some great gay bars and clubs there. They like, do. And so restaurants. Fun. And restaurants. Mm-hmm. And it's just chill. It's a, just a quick little getaway. Right. Hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So we did that. Um, what else has gone on? I guess I can talk about my blow. Okay. Um. Again, not a shitty blow, mm-hmm. a more frustrating blow. Okay. Um, so any actors that are listening, you know, it's pilot season right now. Right. And it is the slowest pilot season since 2008. So wow. there are only because I was talking to my agent yesterday and I'm like, what is going on? Like, I'm used to going out a lot. You know, now last right. year I was booking. Like, what is happening? Question real quick. Yeah. Pilot season. Does that only pertain to television shows? Um, for what I go out for, yes. Okay. And so now it's it's streaming. It's Amazon. Okay. It's, so it's the same thing. Yes. Now. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's all the same. Because I was going to say, I'm wondering if it's because of the shift no, no, into no. everything digital. Okay. It's, it's all the same. Okay. Thing. Got it. Got it. So I was asking, like, it's very. How is it so slow lately? Like right. this is weird. Right. And he's like, yes, there are only 54 pilots to- total, which is the least since 2008. Wow. That is very low. 54. 54. Everyone's fighting for those Every- spots. And so we were looking at breakdowns. Right. And I'm in a very weird age range okay. when it comes to these pilots. Uh huh. So they're either looking for. 18 to 21. Okay. So like the euphoria okay. age range. Yes, yes, yes. Or 41 and up. Mm. So, and these, but these are for That's lead. a huge gap. Yes. So, but these are for like lead roles and pilots. Okay. So once they start booking for co-stars. Right. And guest stars. That's, that's where all come in. That yeah. It is what it is right now. Why? I don't know. Like we had a whole discussion about this yesterday. That's so mm-hmm. non-inclusive. I don't like that. It, it's just how it goes. It, because it's, it's just like there's so to me, television, movies, all this shit is uh-huh. storytelling, and there's so many stories that need I, to be look, shared and told, especially within our age range. Right. 
Ugh, I, no, no, I that's agree. That's so frustrating. But he also we need said, more writers. No, to we do, write them. and budgets. I well, think yeah, a lot true. of it is is budget yeah, cuts yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but he did end it with, with that said, year-round pilot season is a thing, which it is a thing. Okay. So you know, pilots can go right any time of right. the year. Um, because of streaming, mm-hmm. because of Netflix, yeah. because of Hulu and all that. Netflix is on fire yeah. right now. Like yeah. the quality of shows that they're Which producing is, is it's incredible. Like mm-hmm. they're literally putting television out of business. Right. Like there's I not know. that many TV shows anymore that are worth watching. There's not. And and the younger generations. They're watching YouTube. They're watching Netflix. They're mm-hmm. watching Hulu, like you and said. And they're, they're watching it on their own time. Yeah. That's yeah. a big thing. They, exactly. Yeah. I don't even have, um, I was going to say, I don't even have a TV. Of course I have a fucking TV. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, uh, we don't even have cable anymore. Right. So it's been interesting. Like, I have not watched r- real reality TV in a long time. Uh-huh. And I used to watch Kardashians, The Real Housewives. I mean, Vanderpump. I was a huge junkie on all of it. Right. And not that it's good or bad that I don't anymore, but it's just weird. Like, I just don't know what's happening with that anymore. I don't really watch that anymore. You don't either? either? No, no. I watch my ID channel. Yeah. That's like my... That's the one thing about still having TV. The, yeah. the one thing I miss about having TV is just turning it on without thinking right, and, and having to look for something. Right. And just like, let me just throw on some background noise and like yeah. not have to think, okay, what do I want to watch right now? Blah, blah, blah. And search for it. Right. Just throwing it on. And the award shows. I, yes, I still like I watching the award shows. I don't get to watch those anymore. Or I'll come to your house or whatever. Right. But um, other than that, yeah, we're just constantly Netflix, all those streaming mm-hmm. services, uh, which by the way, Speaking of reality and all those things, have you seen the show Love is Blind? No. Oh, my God. You have got to watch this. I'm going to put this in my phone. What is it on? It's on Netflix. Okay. Is it on Netflix? Love is Blind. I want to say it's on Netflix. I'm almost positive. It is a host. I don't know if they created it. I can't Uh remember. But Vanessa and Nick Lachey host it. Why does this sound so familiar? You've probably seen something about it. Okay, let me look. It is a guilty pleasure. It's like bachelor status guilty pleasure it's a social experiment about love where they put these people in pods and they're not allowed to see one another so it's almost like speed dating uh-huh. where they they move from one pod to the next and have like talks with the people but they're it's, it's, the pods look like little living rooms but they can't see each other. They're in separate rooms. They can only hear one another. So they start to build bonds with these people and relationships and connections. Oh, now I need to see what this Hold on. Like. It gets even crazier. Love. So then <laughs> it's just such a crazy concept of like, who could do this? So as they're building um, their bond, they have to get basically to get to the next level. I guess you could say it's almost like a game show. <laughs> they have to propose. What? Yes. Okay, and I can't remember the time frame. It's, Wait, it's what? an extremely short amount of time frame. And obviously they're in those pods talking to people more than what they show us. You know, there's so there's Is more. This the... Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. 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 So they propose and they're like, oh, will you marry me? And then the girl's like, oh, my God. Yes, this is the best day of my life. And I'm like, you don't even know this person. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's kind of it like marriage at first. Sight? I was just going to say okay. it's kind of okay. like marriage at first. sight. However. It's exceeds that a bit in the way that they're able to build a relationship. They just can't see one another. Where the other one, the marriage at first sight, the experts set them up. 
they have no idea who they're going to marry at all, haven't talked to them on anything like that. Uh-huh. The experts set them up and then they literally agree to marry a perfect stranger and meet them at the altar. So that's that's even that's even crazier to me. This one I'm at like, least they can it's it's such a guilty pleasure. Omar and I binge watched it on Sunday, like the whole thing. It's still going on, so we're like we're caught up, but uh-huh. there's still more episodes coming. Um and so then after there's like I think five couples that proposed okay. that are like engaged, they get to meet each other. Once you're engaged, then you get to see one another. So then they physically see each other. Then they take them on a trip to Mexico. And then shit starts hitting the fan because they don't know each other. And like some people's expectations are kind of like thrown off because they're like, well, this is not what I expected. And it's just such a crazy show. (laughs) Yeah, that's been my guilty pleasure lately. You should watch it. Wow. Yeah. No, like, I'm looking at... Okay. Yeah, it's shocking. It's shocking. Um, Yeah. So we totally... Jessica and Mark get married on Love is Blind. Oh, my God. That is... I wish you were watching it so we could talk about it. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. You should catch up with it so then we can talk about it. Okay. Because Mark and Jessica, Jessica is treating him like shit, and it's so sad. Okay. (laughs) You just have to watch. I don't know who's watching out there but you guys probably feel the same way um but anyways yeah i guess i can make that my high i'm like reading it now i don't have a high um i'll talk about my low okay Ugh, my freaking neighbor is so annoying we live in inglewood um omar and i i moved in with omar he owns his condo um, and it's a building that has seven units in it, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we are like, we have, we're in one of the units have people on either side, mm-hmm. right? So they renovated the spot to the right of us. They renovated it and resold it for a crazy amount of money, which is ridiculous because uh-huh. in Inglewood, everything is starting to go up because of the stadium, stadium that they're yeah. building. Yeah, yeah. So they're gentrifying Inglewood. They're, they're, everything's changing right now. So it, it's, hot to have property in Inglewood. Right. Lucky for, for Omar, he bought it for super cheap and now it's like it worth a lot, which is great. Right. But um, anyway, so this guy moves in next door and from the gate, the minute he moved in, he was just a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Asking the board for financial documents and all this stuff, which I was on board with him because I thought, okay, this guy just wants to keep track of everything for his property to make sure that like it stays at a good value and like everything was positive. Mm -hmm. But his approach was so shitty. Like he was just being a dick the whole time, Mm -hmm. sending nasty emails. He's called the cops on people like he's just an asshole. Right. So he recently left us a note on our door Mm -hmm. telling us that our dogs bark when we're not home and it's a problem and we need to do something about it. Right. And I'm like, okay, I understand it could be a nuisance. I'm trying to be sympathetic, but what do you want us to do? It's like moving in next door with a person that has a brand new baby that cries all night. You're going to really sit there and tell those people, can you make your baby stop crying? No, Mm-mm. you can't. You just have to shut up and deal with it. Cause, I mean, do they bark that much? Oh, here's the. This is this is the thing that I'm like. Do they? Because we have double pane windows. Uh-huh. Because the the where we live, the, the airplanes fly directly above us, so they 
put in double pane. Right. So you can't really hear outside and the dogs bark when they hear shit outside. Mm-hmm. So they do bark on occasion. Like if somebody's really close and they're walking by, they'll alert us and stuff. But also like we're not usually both of us out during the week late at night where it's like unreasonable hours for him to be upset about. Right. right it's right, like right. during the day or on the weekend or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, I mean, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do about it. Like <sighs> problematic neighbors. I know it sucks. It's, yeah. But then, okay. So then on top of that, so then he complained about that and we're like, whatever, like, well, so what I've been doing is I've been leaving like YouTube on for the dogs when I leave uh-huh. that it's like 15 hours of relaxing music for your dog or whatever. Uh-huh. And is, I'll put it, it loud. I don't know. I'm not home. I want to get a camera yeah, and yeah, still yeah, it in yeah, there. But um, he um, – I put uh, – fuck, what was I saying? Uh, <laughs> the music. This. Oh, yeah, yeah. I put it really loud so that if there's any outside noise, they can't hear it. They just hear the music. So hopefully right. it'll drown it out. But then this dude freaking – we don't even use our grill ever. We have a little patio. We never use our grill. The one time Alan comes over, Omar's cousin, to grill, he's grilling, and the guy comes over and complains that the smoke is getting into his apartment. Mind you, double pane windows, okay? All we have is a screen door in the front. Right. If the smoke is getting in your freaking house, just close your stupid window. Like, it's not that hard. Just close it. He's aware other people live around Exactly. right? (laughs) Okay? So that's already annoying. He came and complained. Right. And Omar's like, well, what do you want me to do, bro? Like, I never grill. Like, it's temporary. It's not going to last. Like, just close your window. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Right. And the guy's like, I'm not trying to be a dick. And we're like, yeah, well, you are. So he left, went back to the house. He calls the cops on us. The cops come the next day. (laughs) Sit. So like I can't even believe have this. better things to Literally, do. Literally, exactly. The cops come over. Omar's sitting in the living room. He sees, like, heads bobbing through the patio. And he's like, what's happening? He goes out there. He's like, can I help you? And they're cops. And he's like, does this have to do with the neighbor? Did the neighbor call? He's right. like, yeah, he called because he was complaining about the smoke. And he's like, well, what did you tell him? He's like, there's nothing you can do about it. Like, the cops literally told Omar, there's nothing you can do about it. You're not doing anything wrong. Right. This is your property. Like, I don't... He owns it. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. It's just so annoying, this guy. It's like one thing after the other. He's just not happy. And nobody likes him in our units. And not that, like, I'm like... I don't like when people gang on others, but this guy is digging his own grave. Yeah. Like, he's just a dick. <laughs> You hear that? What's his name? Jeffrey? Yes, his name is Jeffrey. I don't care. I'm blasting you. (laughs) There you go. Stop being a dick, Jeffrey. Other people live there, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about you. No, no. It's a community. And we have, like, the nicest, oldest black couple that live in the front house. They're so sweet. They don't even like him. I'm like, you guys don't even like him? Something's wrong with this guy. Right, right, right. Well, Jeffrey, get it together. Yeah, he's so annoying. I can go on and on about the other things that he does that are annoying, but we'll leave it at that. Yes. That's my blow. Um, Wait, we did your blow. Mm -hmm. Do we do your high? Mm -hmm. Okay. Up next, we have the ultimate triple threat singer, host, and actress, Adrienne Houghton. Let me tell you something that drives me crazy. How expensive women's razors are. Honestly, I don't know how that ended up happening, but now we live in a world where a lady's right to shave freely comes at a hefty price. 
Well, not anymore. We're sticking it to the man with our new favorite product, Flamingo. Flamingo is a body care brand that makes an award-winning razor at half the price. Flamingo was started by a group of women at Harry's, the men's shaving brand, who wanted to create a better experience for women, too, a.k.a. razors that are beautiful and affordable. You know the feeling. You go to the store to buy razors, and not only do they cost $5 million, but they're bulky and weird-looking, and it feels like there's tens of thousands of different ones to choose from. As soon as I tried Flamingo, I knew the game had been changed. It fits comfortably, even into hard-to-reach even into the hard-to-reach areas, and I'm never worried about nicks, even when I'm shaving quickly and have to run out for a last-minute event. Plus, they're really cool-looking. The super sleek design is going to look great in any bathroom, shower, or bag when you're on the go. Try the Flamingo Shave Set for just $16. It's your entire shave routine, including Flamingo's award-winning razor, shave gel, and body lotion. Plus, they throw in a slip-free shower hook. I'm telling you guys, shaving feels better when it's not overpriced. And with their 30-day money-back guarantee, you can try Flamingo risk-free. Flamingo is in over a million bathrooms, and it can be yours, too, for just $16 with free shipping today when you visit shopflamingo.com slash ladies. That's shopflamingo, like the bird, dot com slash ladies. Being confident in our skin is something we all want. Melasma, dark spots, and fine lines get in the way of all of that. Aren't you tired of wasting money on ineffective products, laser treatments, and peels that don't work? I'm so excited to tell you how tens of thousands of women have newfound confidence after trying Muesli Face RX. Muesli Face RX is a customized prescription skincare treatment that is 10 times more powerful than over-the-counter products and most prescription medications. And it's delivered to your door. The spot cream is proven to effectively remove 20 years of dark spots in as little as two weeks. The skin regeneration set minimizes signs of aging and refines complexion. To get your treatment plan, take a three-minute online questionnaire and upload a few photos of your skin. A board-certified dermatologist will assess your concerns, prescribe a personalized treatment, then it's shipped directly to you. You can chat with your appointed dermatologist anytime during the first 60 days of your treatment. Check out what thousands of women who are just like you have to say about Muesli Face Rx. And if that isn't enough, Muesli has a 60-day result guarantee or your money back. Go to muesli.com slash ladies to get 20% off your first order. That's M-U-S-E-L-Y dot com slash ladies for 20% off your first order. All right, guys, we are back, and we have a special guest with us. You may have remember her from groups such as 3LW and the Cheetah Girls. I wore my cheetah today. Oh, my not cheetah Girls. <laughs> she is a singer, actress, and co-host of the Emmy Award-winning talk show, The Real. Adrienne Houghton is here with us today. Thank you. Come through with the yeah, intro. Yes. <laughs> you got a Thank lot of you. things on that you resume, do. girl. Thank you. Yeah. No, I was going through like your IMDb. Oh God. And don't. I was like, no, this is amazing. This is like this is what you aspire to gain. And Thank at such you. a young age, like yeah. you're killing it. You yeah. have just called me yeah. young and you said <laughs> and you said my IMDb was yeah. good. Yes, which I it is good, girl. Two things. I'm like, eh. No. no, it's I'm I'm so grateful for it, but I think 
everybody looking back is like, what that? First of all, IMDb and your little the the little picture, the icon that, that they have to you that doesn't change. It and I'm like, can same. we please update? <laughs> I'm sending everybody now over to see that. Damn it, yeah. wrong thing to say. Yeah. But um, it's awful. No, I I know. They and really like all my it? old school no. Disney films, like random things that I did, like Buffalo Dreams. Yeah, like I random. Totally, I totally saw. Or like the, I played a Native American, and then years later on the reel when they did our DNA test of like uh-huh. where we're from turns out I actually was uh, casted properly oh, I'm 27% Native American that's a Who lot knew? that I is know. a lot I could go you to school for it. free yeah. yeah well you gotta have the paper trail so you have that's to have the, the paper trail that proves that you're more than 25% yes. and then I could uh, open a casino I could kill a bald oh, eagle shit. And what? I could buy land on a reservation. What, why, why is killing a bald eagle? On I don't the list? know. It's what fun fact. So I guess it's because like technically it's illegal, okay. to do. Okay, but because technically this is my people's native land, <laughs> it is okay because them's my birds. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm looking at your picture, and she uh-huh. is blonde. Yes, see <laughs> why, why, and mad pale. How old are you here? I must have been 21 <laughs> or 22 in that picture. Okay, okay. Yeah. Early days. Oh, yeah. you're still all so bad. Cute. So, it's all good. So Thank beautiful. You. All good. But yeah, I was looking at everything and like, wow. You know, you've, Crazy. like, from 3LW, which mm-hmm. we listened to, mm-hmm. of course. Promises, promises. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, to Cheetah Girls and then hosting. Like, do you ever have a hard time picking one thing? I don't because, first of all, I'm like low-key workaholic, so I want to do it all. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, super ambitious, but at the same time, kind of whatever, it's all come in different increments. Mm-hmm. So it's never been like, do it all at once. Right. It's like, music was how I got my, my, my first way in, and it's honestly still my first love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love doing music. Um mm-hmm. Not professionally, but I, I love it on like a passion level. No, right. I feel it's the what same I'm way. most passionate about, right. but I think it's the most competitive mm-hmm. right. field. And it's like in the music industry, I've recognized it's not so much about your love for music, but like what's your marketing yes. plan? What's your right. single and yeah. how does it work? And who are you as an mm-hmm. artist? I'm like, I'm just me right. so i enjoy singing in the shower i loved doing mass singer right oh because it was it was an up. awesome way to like be able to do what i love without being like harshly criticized for it uh, absolutely so how hard was it to keep quiet about this that's you the hardest can't part tell yeah. anybody did you tell anybody i told my husband okay. knew my best friend knew my parents knew uh-huh and my sister knew, and that was it. Uh-huh. Damn, so yeah. none of the ladies no, on the real news. So no. I saw the episode where they revealed that it was you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they were all genuinely surprised. So Tam and Jeannie the whole time were like, we know it's you. We know it's you. <laughs> Jeannie tried to corner me and literally was like, Jeannie. on our friendship, on our friendship. Tell me that. And I was like, yo, you can't do that. And I was like, that's not fair. I was like, the way my NDA is set up, <laughs> right. I will not be telling you if I am or I'm not exactly. on the show. But that made it fun. Then it was like film. Then it was like the Cheetah Girls and doing mm-hmm. film, even though right. that incorporated music. Right. And then, which is the best part because it's like yeah. you get to act and sing yeah. and dance, mm-hmm. and you're just like fulfilling everything. Yeah. yeah, triple threat. The honest truth is, it's never going to be perfect, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. like even when I got to do dancing, singing, and acting together, it was like, but is this corny? Mm-hmm. That's how I felt right, at right, the time right. doing mm-hmm. it because I was older than what I was playing, mm-hmm. which a lot of people didn't realize. Like first Cheetah Girl, I movies, didn't realize that I was nineteen playing fourteen or fifteen. Oh shit! Damn. Yeah, so then it just kept going on and on. Yeah. That I was like sixteen, playing sixteen and being like twenty. 20. Yeah, 
three. I mean, so, yeah. use that, but, honey, because those are good jeans. Thank if you. you. Can yeah, play. No, seriously. <laughs> thank you. And then in the middle of it, it was like, okay, now I'm done with like my Disney era, and mm-hmm. what do I do now? Mm-hmm. And I started getting so many opportunities for hosting, mm. and. I wasn't sure to take that like as an insult. Mm-hmm. And that's how I felt because I was like, what what talent does it take to like host? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, oh, you're a personality. Like, what does that even mean? Right. right. She's a TV personality now. Let's have her host on MTV. And that's kind of where the hosting thing started. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to be like, damn, yo, like I used to be the one getting interviewed. Now I'm interviewed. You know what I mean? Right, you can right, go right, through right. those weird, for lack of a better word, mind. Uh-huh. Yeah, like you can like really mess yourself up in the head. You're like doubting yourself. You're like, yeah. okay, well, this is awkward. And had I let those insecurities get in my way, I wouldn't be where I am today because mm-hmm. I would have been like, I want to be the mm-hmm. one being interviewed. You know, right, your ego, right, right. Yeah. your ego gets in the way. You're like, I, I, I want to be the one, you know, answering the questions. Yeah, and you had to check that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And a, a, one of our executive producers once said to be, said to me after she had casted the reel, and she was like, you don't get it. We saw every woman of color in Hollywood and mm-hmm. then some mm-hmm. and he's she was like it takes real talent to be able to be yourself yes. oh, and, when and the cameras come on yeah. mm-hmm. like they're like people have red light syndrome have you heard of that yes mm-hmm. like the red light comes on and they know yeah, they're being recorded and they're like hello it's a pleasure to meet you yeah. Yeah. and they suddenly I kind of was like that in the beginning I get yeah. like that yeah because I have a big personality but then when the camera's in front of me I'm like huh <laughs> and then and then yeah. you get used to it and, and you get it, used yeah. to it. And natural. You yeah. 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 So they're like, yo, that's a that's a gift. It's a it's a gift to be it able is. to connect with people. It's a gift mm-hmm. to be able to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. to be transparent. To um, keep the conversation yeah, flowing. Absolutely. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh I get it. Like yeah. and, and I'm so grateful for the platform that I have now, right. but it wasn't something that like I sought after originally. Right. Crazy. Yeah. It came to you. Yeah. I was like, you need to be doing this. I'm right. like, thank you, Lord, it's, for looking out. It's all a part of the journey. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. Had you not taken those opportunities, who knows? Talk, you know man. what I mean? Yeah. Because you you were kind of like on the sidelines for like a little bit yeah, of time. Yeah, for sure. Like what, what was happening with you during that time? So I, after Cheetah Girls, literally while I was still touring with them, mm-hmm. I ended up going to New York and taking a meeting with L.A. Reid. Mm-hmm. And he signed me to Island Def Jam. Mm-hmm. Oh. So literally coming off of the tour, I had a record deal at Island Def Jam, which was super dope. And I now was going to be hosting the hours that were where TRL used to be. Right. So they had just, TRL had just gone away. Mm-hmm. And they hired me and an awesome guy named Carlos Santos okay. to host uh, afternoon hours on MTV. And it was just afternoons. On, and we literally would toss to Room Raiders and all those shows, like oh, that dope. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So we just would host the afternoons. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I was doing. And then my L.A. Reid ended up leaving mm-hmm. Def Jam. Mm-hmm. And my project got shelved and I had to ask to be Damn. released. It was like, can you mm. please l- let me go? Because mm-hmm. I was just stuck there. But right. he had moved from there to go to Epic. Mm-hmm. And when your main cheerleader, the person that signed you, isn't at the label anymore, yeah. it's a wrap. Like, yeah. no one's paying attention to you. The music is just sitting there. Yeah, and they want who they brought to the table. Yes, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Eggs. And if you didn't sign the act, yeah. you're not excited about exactly. it because you don't get to claim it. Of course. Mm-hmm. So there was really no one there for me. And I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to go now. <laughs> yeah. um, um, and that's when I was kind of in limbo. So I no longer was on MTV. That run had ended. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it was just, oh, that's a lie. <laughs> I then, this is so random, I then got a development deal with NBC Universal. Oh. And they were priming me mm-hmm. again to do like a talk show. 
Ah, and that's so now cool. I was another fun thing to Google. I was now like being like a guest on Maury Povich. Mm, really? Yes. And I would come I on Maury, Maury and I would I kind of too. Wait, yes. How did we miss this? Yes, what? and I would do all of the episodes that were like feel good, like kids being bullied and like more ch- ch- younger audience oriented right, like right, right. I need a makeover I want to be a sexy girl like and the parents being like no keep your clothes on so I would be there for that and the other one was bullying and I'd be like do you ever feel like your daughter just isn't gonna come home today you know like it was very dramatic and very deep but you know what that's where your Yo, acting chops came in yeah. you gotta do it you know and so then I did that I'm YouTubing that when I yeah. get home yeah it was so random and awkward so in between that me and my one of my besties, Julissa, mm-hmm. ended up doing a reality show. Oh yeah, yes, yes. Empire, Empire Girls. Girls. Empire Girls. Yes. And then straight out from Empire Girls, I got the real. Wow. So that wow. was like my limbo area was like, I'm coming out with an album. The album was uh-huh. never coming out. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then it was like uh just doing random things. Like people were seeing me randomly on Maury or and not really understanding mm-hmm. what the idea was behind the scenes and it was to hopefully land a talk show right and then they're like hey we're casting a talk show for you know minority women or women of color and i was like amazing right here (laughs) well you're my personal goals because that's on my my dream board i added that is talk show yeah yeah because this show has sparked something in me that i didn't know that i could do or have yeah and Mm -hmm. it's like and and same thing with like your whole all things adrian yeah it's so inspiring because you do everything and everything you do i'm like yes yes yeah like i love everything you do your personal taste it's like oh yeah Oh my God, thank you. But Mm -hmm. from the day I met you, I was like, yo, she has so much personality. So much. (laughs) And you could do it. And even when we were coming up with the concept for my YouTube channel, I was like, well, what kind of YouTube is it going to be? Are you going to be cooking? No. Am I going to specifically just be doing house? No. Is it just makeup? Right. And I was like, no, it just needs to be all things. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you get this all the time that like, Women are not one-dimensional. Exactly. Like, we have so many layers to us. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, now I'm just doing podcasts or I yeah. just do music right. or I just do makeup. Right. You know, we have so many layers to us. And mm-hmm. when you're an entrepreneur now in this day and age, the yeah. multiple streams of income are just, uh, like, it's everything. Vital. Yeah. It's, it's 360. Vital. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's not how it used to be 10 years ago yeah. where you had to pick one thing and you had to stick with mm-hmm. that one That's thing. It. And people would even tell you you have to stick with it because that's how you want your audience to view you. Yes, They need to either take you. You need to be like an expert of something. It has to be that this is what you do. Hone in on that. And now it doesn't have to be that way anymore. They put you in that box. A little bit of everything. More like, we're out of the box. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I do too. No, trust me. I do too. Yeah. So when you were in your limbo period, did you ever feel discouraged? Oh, hell yeah. Where you're like, maybe the industry isn't for me. Like, did you ever feel that way? Absolutely. And more than just feeling discouraged, Mm-hmm. I had like a very real mom mm-hmm. who's very Latina and was mm-hmm. full on like, mamita, listen, so me and your sister both work at Cornell. I can get you a job here. <laughs> and she really did offer that to me. Yeah. And I was like, uh, yes, but no, but I hadn't given up on the dream yet. Mm-hmm. And at that point, that was all I knew. I only knew the entertainment business because I got into it at 14 years right. old. Like, I had to get my worker's permit to be in the studio singing. All right. Yeah. How did that come about? How did Yo, 3LW happen? It's the strangest story I would love you'll to ever hear in us. life. Yes. So, 
When I was in junior high school, uh-huh. I went to a performing arts school. Random fact, the Waynes brothers went there, and so did Jerry O'Connell. Okay. Clinton School for Writers and Artists in Chelsea. <laughs> and um, it pretty much was a junior high school that prepared you to put your portfolio together to go after one of the big talent schools like Juilliard mm-hmm. or the other one that is completely escaping my mind. What's that other one? It's mm. not Juilliard and... I'm bad at this. Whatever. Those two <laughs> major <other> <laughs> schools that are huge. I think Nicki Minaj went to those schools. Anyway. Okay. But I was I was like a, a poor kid. Like we didn't I lived in the projects. Mm-hmm. We didn't have money to put like headshots together and really do the portfolio. So I went to the school and ultimately did not audition for those schools because mm-hmm. I had not put my portfolio together. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the headshots. I never got the demo cut on me for studio time. Mm-hmm. So I ultimately was like you know what? My sister's in high school. When I was coming in as a freshman, she would be a senior. She's three years older than me. Mm-hmm. And that just seemed like a very ideal situation. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yo, I'm going to come through and I'm going to be hanging out with the seniors. I'll be looked after. And it was a medical high school that she went to. It was the mm-hmm. medical school for Stuyvesant. It's the Stuyvesant building mm-hmm. in New York City. It was health professions and human services. Was oh, wow. High school was the name of the school. Mm-hmm. And literally... I was like, maybe I'll just sing babies out of the womb. I'll be an obstetrician. <laughs> like, because you have to understand when you come from that sort of world, you guys grew up in L.A., right? Mm-hmm. That's L.A. Mm-hmm. And even though New York is like, if you could make it there, you could make it anywhere. Right. I had no connection to the entertainment business. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know, like, how this works. Who can, I don't have a famous celebrity parent. Like, right. I just have yeah. no connect. So I was like, this isn't real. Like, it's not realistic for me at all. I'd be better off going into the medical field and doing something that's more realistic that I can make money mm-hmm. and music will just be a hobby for me. Right. I'll be a local celebrity and just keep singing in church. The right. normal life. Yeah. yeah. So I end up going to that school. My second year there, I had to do an internship. It's like required and it was, Beth Israel was across the street. Mm-hmm. Doing my internship, I was filing some paperwork and some guy walks in named Reggie. Till this day, I would love to find Reggie because Reggie low-key cha- low key, high key changed my life really um, Reggie walked in I'll never forget what he looked like black guy with a hat uh-huh. and he walked in and he's like yo ma you sing and I remember hearing this quote that said uh, there's no such thing as luck it's preparation meeting opportunity mm-hmm. well girls I was prepared mm-hmm. I was like turned around from the filing cabinet like <laughs> well what do you want to hear I could sing a church song a little pop tune for you I could sing something amazing. for you in Spanish what do you want to hear uh-huh. and he was like no that's so he's like like if you sing I'm I'm scouting for a girl group I'm wow. scouting for a girl group and uh, I know this manager that's trying to put together a girl group and I know a lot of you guys from the high school intern here, can you get some girls together for me? Wow. So I was like, I got you, boom. <laughs> so I went back to my gym class, random, and I met two or three other girls and I was like, you guys sing. One girl used to sing in the choir in Brooklyn Tabernacle. Another Dominican girl was just like, I just like to sing. I'm like, uh-huh. let's go audition. Ended up hearing back from him and he's like, whatever you put together, we thought we had to be the girl group mm-hmm. originally. Mm-hmm. Got it. So we put together two little songs to sing for him. This is like, <laughs> I don't even think this was a song that was intended for three-part harmony, but we did, love will lead you back oh, yeah, someday, yeah, yeah. I yes. just know that. Okay, we sang that. And we sang Got to Be There, Got to Be There, Got to Be. I don't know if you guys have clearance for these songs. I don't know that one. Michael Jackson, the Jacksons. Okay, old school song. <laughs> So we did those two songs. Now, here's the catch. He's like, you got to meet me outside of Yankee Stadium. 
Okay. We go to school in Manhattan. For any New Yorkers listening, you know that the Bronx is not close. Yankee Stadium is far. Ah. So I end up, I will never forget, I got my outfit from um, Contempo Casuals. Oh, I used to love that Yes, place. and <laughs> it was the spandex high-waist black bell-bottoms. Oh. Like very Selena-ish. Right, right, right. I parted my I'm hair like, on the side. wear those. I know. <laughs> now, now, come full circle, they're right. probably back in style yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> and it was like a little furry crop top, like mm-hmm. literally like a moo-moo furry <laughs> little thing in black. And I used to wear the Maybelline lipstick and uh, it was called Damn, I just forgot what it was called. All the details. Not cranberry, but it was like a cranberry dark colored lipstick. And I remember parting my hair on the side and slicking it back in a bun. Mm -hmm. And and I thought I was going on this audition looking bomb. Uh Got on the train, went all the way to Yankee Stadium, got off, and I called the dude from a payphone. I didn't have a cell phone then. And he's like, okay, I'm going to pull up to where you're at. Wait, were you by yourself? By myself. I do not recommend anyone doing this. (laughs) Bad idea. My mother hearing this story now is like, like, are you out of your mind? She thinks I'm insane. Right. But you were God, good looking out. Thank you, Lord, for watching after me because it could have been bad, but it ended up being the best thing that happened to me. Right. I got he pulled up in like what I remember now being like a black Yukon or a Denot, like one of those like big black SUV. SUVs. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he told me to get in the car. Mm-hmm. And oh I got my in the car. God. And I waited for the other two girls. <laughs> no one And then do this. they got in the car and we sat in the back of his car. He's like, I right, sing for me because before you go to the audition for this manager, mm-hmm. like I need to know that you're not whack. Yeah. We sang our little song. He's like, all right, cool. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to call you and tell you where to go for like the official audition and I was like awesome we got out the car we got back on the train and life went on wow <laughs> wow he gave so me the like information kind of in the car yes it was it was a full on like a little bootleg audition yeah, right a very unsafe creepy style audition wow. but thank recommend. you Reggie for not uh, violating me Why? in any way right? or kidnapping me yes right. exactly. he had me sing the song we got on the thing I ended up going to this audition and it was for 3LW Wow. That was it. Was the manager of 3LW had also discovered CC Peniston mm-hmm. finally? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, and they had managed Joe. Uh-huh. Like I want to know yes. all those Stutter. big songs. And uh, the manager at the time had a daughter. Well, it was two women together: a daughter, a sister, and a mom. Does that make sense? Two sisters, <laughs> and one of the girls' daughters wanted to be a singer. So okay. they were like, "We're gonna put the group together." It was Keely okay. and. Then it was me and the other two girls that auditioned ended up not making the group. They they picked me to be in the group, right? Mm-hmm. Which was crazy. And I low key know what it was. You know when you know like it was yes. that moment. Yeah. They it was the time of the Latin explosion. Mm-hmm. Ricky Martin had just done the Grammys. Uh-huh. Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez. Mm-hmm. It was Shakira yeah. had just come out mm-hmm. when wherever whenever. And it was this time for mm-hmm. like Latinos were having a moment. Yeah. Right. And um. She asked me, she's like, I know they said you can sing in Spanish. Will you sing in Spanish? And I sang the Mark Anthony song, Preciosa. And the other girl that was there, they were like, do you do you want to sing something in Spanish too? And she goes, <laughs> bidi bidi bom bom. <gasps> and while I get it, oh, she was okay. like, that's not my that's not my jam. Like, right, I don't right, really right. have anything to sing to you. Right. In that moment, they were like, we're going with this one. Yeah. She has an of audience course. that she can reach and... You know, she's authentic. Business and, is business. And that's what it was. Yes. And that but is in that moment, preparation meets opportunity. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I also recognize that me authentically being myself. Right. And being and identifying, not just being Latina, but identifying with the culture. Right. Was going to be what kept getting me chosen. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. of course. And it really has been 
the thread throughout my entire career. I was chosen for to be in Disney's Cheetah Girls because when they had parts in there that were like Spanglish, I was like riffing on it and really being a young Latina girl. And they're like, this is what we need. What we need. And it's just for the real. Yeah. It's like you're looking for women of color that are diverse and speak to, well, I am genuinely and authentically Latina. So yeah, right. I always tell young girls, don't be afraid of like what you really are. Yes. Like I'm sure you guys as women of color as well, like, okay, like I am this or I like whatever you are, be so proud of that. Instead Absolutely. of thinking that it'll close doors for you, I really do believe that it'll open doors. I totally agree. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. We all need yeah. to hear that. Yeah. yeah. But so speaking of the real, how long has that been on now? That's been on for a minute. We've been together for seven years. Wow. Six seasons. That's so we did like our celebrated. test pilot. 1,000 well, episodes. Yeah, I saw that. I yeah. saw that. And it was, to us, at first, Jeannie was like, damn, why does it low-key feel like we've done 100,000? <laughs> but at the same time, when you just think of the fact that we've walked down those same stairs, mm-hmm. jam into our little theme song mm-hmm. 1,000 times, yeah. that's it's a big deal. It's it crazy to yeah. think about. I remember when it first came out. Yep. Yeah. It felt like yesterday. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was working with Luba. Your no friend, way. one of my really good friends. Yeah. yeah, I was working with Luba, and that's when your show first came on, and that's we were talking about crazy. it. She's like, "Oh yeah, that's my really good friend." Yeah, and, blah, blah, blah. and I'll and we're like, "Well, we'll see how this show does. Like, it'll probably do well because it, it was just a new demographic. It was yeah. you know women of all different ethnicities. It was Low younger. Key, like, you were the only one thinking that." Really? Yeah, man. We got so much, like... Slack from it. Not just slack, but it was, like, doubt. Mm. Like, this will never work. People flat out told us, this show will never fly without a white girl. They were like, you you gotta have a white girl. Like, the fact that you don't have a white girl, this is never gonna go. They're never gonna pick up the show. This narrow-minded thing is so crazy. And it was like, why does it have to be that? I mean, it doesn't. Why can't it just be that we're just four strong personalities? And as much as we talk about diversity and being women of color, Mm -hmm. ultimately the goal is for everyone to watch the show and and almost halfway through be like, oh, I don't even see color anymore. These are just personalities that I like, that I relate to. These are just women. To unite. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the concept is you actually can have a show that you're not being specific about. We, we need the one white yeah. girl to make this sell, to make this get greenlit. Well, obviously it worked. Yeah. yeah. So. But, I mean, it's needed because it, you're always going to get that pushback. Pushback when yeah. everything is this way. Everything, you know, all these shows are white. All these things, you And know, it's worked for years Yeah, and years. They Anytime you try something formula, for the first time, yeah. mm-hmm. you're always going to get doubt. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Always. So you guys just kept pushing yeah. through. So was it hard to get the contract renewed? Or, like, was it tricky that after that first season? So after the first season... Just being transparent, when we first sign our deals, they're for longer than one year. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you're held, and it's really their option got to it. decide if they want to keep going. Got it. And when we first found out we got picked up, we're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. After the second or third year, we ended up finding out they started doing double-year pickups on us, which is what we just got uh-huh. this last November, which was so exciting to know. Nice. You know, every time we still get nervous. I mean, yeah. Yeah. regardless, when you're looking at the landscape of daytime, these shows come and go like crazy. For our thousandth episode, we had Ellen DeGeneres come on. Yeah. I know. And she flat out was like, if we listed to you all the talk shows that have come and gone in the last six or seven years, right. you'd be like, oh, damn, that was a show on TV or I forgot that that even existed because they come and go so frequently um, that just the idea of it, when we started getting like, you're going for two years, which we just got renewed again for two more years. Wow. That job security. Yeah. I mean, that is priceless. (laughs) It really is. So just, I mean, it was 
scary and you're like, is this going to go? We don't know. And during your summer of waiting to know, like, if you get pickup or not, you're just like twiddling your thumbs and creating YouTube channels and whatnot. You know, figuring out what else, what are my other options? Right. Um, We're always just so grateful every time we find out that it's gotten picked up because it sends multiple messages. I always say the biggest message is that it's bigger than us. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than the four of us. Mm-hmm. When you support a show like The Real, you're not just saying, oh, I love Jeannie, I love Adrian, I love Lonnie, I love Tamara, I love Amanda. Mm-hmm. You're supporting the fact that generations to come after us will be able to say, I know that I can be a daytime talk show mm-hmm. host because I've seen myself represented in that exactly. space. Exactly. Amazing. And more than just represented myself, like I've seen that it can be done and it's been successful. Exactly. Right? And that sends a message to networks. Mm-hmm. That sends a message to programmers. Mm-hmm. That sends a message to sponsors. That sends mm-hmm. a spe- message to people in power with money yeah. that our audience is saying, this is what we want to see. Yes. Like I think as as viewers, we sometimes think we don't have control of what we see, but mm-hmm. we abs- what you consume, you're mm-hmm. – you're making bigger decisions than you think. When you Absolutely. support shows that, you know, maybe don't show diverse casts, you're also sending a message that, like, this is acceptable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I, I think putting that message out there to our audience is one of the biggest messages. And we're just so excited that with our with re- getting renewal for the show, mm-hmm. it says, this is what we want to see. Yeah. Right? And, and that it's awesome. working. It is. Yeah, Inclusivity. That is absolutely. Yeah. That's amazing. It's to a be blessing. like a catalyst to that mm-hmm. is nuts. It goes down in history. Yeah. Nuts. When they it's told me, deal. oh, you're the the real and like my publicist ended up going out with um with a, a media, I don't know what they have that's called, but you know, when they send out their things and they're like, oh, the hey, they got picked out. It's a press, yeah, yeah a yeah. press release. Uh-huh. The press release included the fact that I was the first Latina ever in daytime talk. And I went to my publicist wow. at the time and my agents and I'm like, they got to take that out. That's not correct. Like, that's like, I don't think that's right. They're like, I'm like thinking right now. Yeah, I'm like, I'm they're like, like oh no, sweetie, like, that's absolutely correct. <sighs> yes. And I was yes. like, well, no, that doesn't make sense. Cause then because I was thinking Christina? like, Correct. Yes, oh, yeah. But they're like, too. you're yeah. the first one right. in English language. Right, 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 right. And then I was like, that just can't be right. So I'm running through it. I even brought up like, <laughs> well, Natalie Morales is on the on the Today Show. They're like, that's morning. That's not daytime. Not like, it's a daytime. different format. Right. It's, a, it's a news right. show. We're not. So then you finally accepted the fact. <laughs> and while it was one of the greatest honors, when you say like to know to be a catalyst of change and yes. that sort of thing, it's such an honor. At the same time, it was so sad. Like, when I thought about it, I was like, damn, this has been delayed for, like, that I'm the first? Like, nah, that can't be right. I know. That's why you didn't believe it. Yeah, I'm like, that has to be wrong. And then after that, you started seeing more of it. Sunny got added to The View after that. And there was, Uh you got it seeing, you started seeing more of that after. And I was just like... That's amazing. That's mm-hmm. such a great thing. <coughs> I mean, and, and much needed. So, so well, now needed. we need to get a Middle Eastern girl up in there. Yo, right. I think none. that would be amazing. Yeah, you know, yeah. my, my, my best friend and who started out as my assistant, she's now on my management team. Is it Lana? She's Lana. Uh-huh. She's half Iraqi and half Jordanian. Oh, okay. And I feel like even hanging out with her and uh-huh. recognizing the similarities of our cultures, mm-hmm. being Latino and her being, but there's also so many differences and yeah. there's so many things that no one has any idea of and such a beautiful mm-hmm. culture such a rich culture yeah and such and a misunderstood culture yeah. wildly misunderstood yes. and on top of that never represented no, no. never no mm-hmm. like it's just not represented yeah, no. at all no we're just now starting to you know it's like okay we're fighting for latinas we're fighting for black people we're yeah. fighting for asians it's like okay we need to get the middle east in there it's gonna yeah. happen it's gonna yeah. happen yeah. yes so I, I we're always talking about that and i even have her on my on my youtube channel so much because crazy thing is anytime i've posted her like i posted something with her um 
uh, and I ended up doing the caption in Arabic. I asked her to translate it for oh, me. Oh, nice. Yo, my comments. Oh, yeah, it was filled with Arabic. Were filled with Arabic. <laughs> I'm like, what I'm, is this? Yeah, I had to straight up have her translated next to me. But I realized I even had a huge audience right. oh, yeah. of people who are like, well, maybe she's the closest, like, in look-wise. Yeah. Yeah. And you know you know what I'm saying? So I yeah. get that. Yep. And even Lana was like, yo, when she originally, we started our, our friendship and our working relationship, she was a fan of mine. Mm -hmm. She was like, in my mind, like, you look like the girls, you know, because, like, she's like, you have tan skin. Yeah, like, right. You looked very similar to some of the girls. You like to glam. You like to do makeup. And exactly. that was very, very similar to her culture and what her cousins and, and so family. So she was drawn yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I just try to, even put her on as much as possible. Yeah. Because I think the culture is so dope. She still lives with her parents and they're very, um, almost like very traditional. Right. Uh, Middle Eastern culture, very traditional Arabic family. Um, they only speak Arabic at home. Right. So her parents are first, she's first generation here. Right. Um, she still lives with her parents. That would yeah. be her ideal until she gets married. Well, it's a very, that, in their culture. Yeah. In Middle Eastern culture, the parents literally get offended. No, she told me that. Leave. So crazy. They do yeah. not, like, they don't understand. Yeah. They're like, if you're not married, why are why you are living you somewhere else? Yeah. Why are you leaving me? Like, that's No. Right. And I'm not going to lie to you. At first, I was like, what? Yeah, exactly. And me and our little glam squad, we would make, we'd be like, damn, you don't live by your Yourself or you, and and as well, I've gotten to get her, to know her and I like spend time in her in her in her parents' house in her mm -hmm. house, I'm like this is so beautiful mm -hmm. and the fact that mm -hmm. she's so attached to her culture and she loves it. She's like my children are going to speak Arabic. She's like this is how I want to mm -hmm. raise them. Right. I'm like one, it's really smart. She's saving a bunch of money right. and she's yeah. she's True. still wildly successful. Right. Um. She's so they're so family oriented. Right. Um, there's so many beautiful things. The food is amazing. The oh, fact yeah. that I've been calling it hummus and she's like, hummus or however she says it. And she's like, you know, it actually was a breakfast food. I didn't know that oh, hummus is Yeah, that. I didn't know yeah, that either. It's actually intended to be like a breakfast food. So there's so many things. And yeah. just tiny things like that, being able to shine a light on someone else's culture is so dope and beautiful to me and, and important yeah. yes. you know because needed. people yeah because it's like it's like you said when we grew up I mean you're in the same age group yeah. as us there was such little representation yeah. even down to Barbie like all of it from yeah. the dolls to the it was like it was all blonde hair blue yeah. eyes and for the longest time I thought that that was what beauty was and, and we, had to be. We all yeah. did. Yeah, that's absolutely. what that's the message it sends. And exactly. body type. Exactly, mm -hmm. all yeah. of that. And it brainwashes you as a yeah. child. And so you grow up thinking, well, if I don't look like this, I'm not as attractive as those people. 100%. You know, it's a, really a mind fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why having people like you, having yeah. people like Nas, having, you know, we need the diversity and yeah. that people need to so feel needed. like they see, see themselves. Mm -hmm. yeah. it's, so, it's so much deeper than... It, than it really is. It really yeah. is. Mm -hmm. It is. I love that. Well, props yeah. to you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Amazing. We try, we try. I mean, but again, I would love to see more Middle Eastern people on oh, television. Definitely. Yeah. You know, it, it's And it's even so the fact needed. that her and I are mixed too, which is really cool. What are you mixed with? We're the same, Mexican. Yeah. So our moms are sisters. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And put that together. Yeah, mm -hmm. so our moms, so we're half Latina and yeah. half Middle Eastern. Our dads are Persian and they're best friends. Yeah. So dope. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's also interesting because then 
also to people who are mixed, there's also a lack of identification 100%. too. 100%. Because you're just like, where do I belong? 100%. Because if you're like, I identify yeah. with more. You feel yeah. like you have to you choose. You have to choose. Yeah. yeah. You don't. I'm pure Latina, but I'm half Puerto Rican and half Ecuadorian. See, and uh, I even get that. If I post something with the Puerto Rican flag, the Ecuadorians are like, what's <laughs> what up with our flag? I'm like, but it's the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Like, I'm posting it for that reason. Right? They're like, but you didn't go to the Ecuadorian Day exactly. Parade. No, no, dead ass. That's exactly the comments I get. Oh, you can't then, yeah, happy. if I put an Ecuadorian flag, the Puerto Rican side, but I thought she was Puerto Rican. Yeah. So it's, yeah. you do feel torn. And, and yeah. what I love most is you're now married to a man that's also mixed as well. Yes, he is. And I'm married to a man that's, my husband's Jamaican and French. Ah. So I say, what is that next generation of children going yeah. to be? Yeah. They are going to be raceless, which yes. I, honestly, as much as I, I love being proud of who we are, mm-hmm. um, I think it's going to be really special. And there's going to be this whole other generation of children that are just mix that right. they're like with so many things. what are you i'm human i'm puerto rican ecuadorian yeah. uh Asian. like they're just gonna be so yeah. mixed up yeah. i wonder what right. that's gonna do to racism that, mm-hmm. that. i wonder yeah we had yeah, these we'll conversations see. on the real about you know um caucasian families feeling like um wow my grandchildren are gonna be like brown they're gonna have brown babies mm-hmm. and that, that was a real conversation and sadly a real fear for some people mm-hmm. and how do you how do you make that fear go away? How do you educate right. them enough and introduce them to other cultures where they get excited about it yeah. instead mm-hmm. of being afraid of it? Right, right, right. Yeah. Ooh, it's it, going to take a lot of work. Yeah, it is because it's so it is, ingrained uh, in a sure. lot of people. Yeah. You know, it's keeping the bloodline right. Oh, they no, oh, they've absolutely said that. Keep yes, the race pure. Exactly. Yeah, and and exactly. Just being honest, that's almost in every race. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So you can sit and be there, oh, they're prejudiced against me, but I've heard Latinos say yes. it. I've heard black people say it. I've heard, you know, Everybody. white folks, I've heard yeah. Asians be like, no, yeah. you got to marry. And, like, it, it's the reality of it, and it's it's not right. And no. I think at some point we have to raise our kids and raise this next generation mm-hmm. to be like, we are the, the world changers. Yes. We are the ones that will make it different. Yeah. So, yeah I'm, I'm excited so, for me it. Me too. I'm so intrigued to see how this is all going to unfold. I low-key used to feel like, damn, but my kid's not going to identify as anything. And because I find so much pride in being Latina, I was almost sad about it. Right. And then I was like, nah, that's dope. Like, they will be like, I'm a world citizen. But it's up to you how you, you know what I mean? That's the one thing that I will say about our parents that I wish they would have kept up the kept traditions. it up a little bit more yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. both our moms kind of like set aside the latina culture a yeah. little bit more for our dads yes. like yeah i think that they accommodated them more yeah. and so it was more of a middle eastern type household but even still we were born and raised in america so everything was very americanized yeah we spoke english in the house yeah. so we kind of lost a little bit of that tradition because mm-hmm. of our parents were they first generation here uh, my our dads were born in Iran. Yes, okay. our moms were born here. So that makes a difference yeah. too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. But it, it, but it boils down to what do you want your children to know and carry, yeah. and you have to really instill that in them. Right. They're and gonna fight you on it. Ultimately, <laughs> as much as I love the idea of raising my daughter to identify and and you know uh, identify with Latin culture mm-hmm. and be um, to obviously be mixed and recognize that, but. Um, know the language and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. 
when you really boil down to it, I want a child that's kind. I mm-hmm. want a child that recognizes yes. everybody. Like that to me is way more important than her being on some yes. Latina pride ish. You know what I'm saying? Of course. So when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, I'm like, yes. oh, I want a child that represents the change I want to see in the Absolutely. world. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. First and Boom. foremost. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, real quick. I well, can't do drop this to- mic, but <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> okay. So much great conversations happening. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and keep it going. Yeah. What do companies like Ring, Hint, and Tacovas all have in common? They all use NetSuite to accelerate their growth. Successful companies know that in order to grow faster, you must have the right tools. If you want to take your company from 2 million to 10 million or 10 million to hundreds of millions in revenue, NetSuite by Oracle gives you the tools to turbocharge your growth. With NetSuite, you get a full picture of your business, finance, inventory, HR, customers, and more. It's everything you need to grow all in one place, right from your phone or computer. NetSuite will give you the visibility and control you need to make the right decisions and grow with confidence. That's why NetSuite customers grow faster than S&P 500. NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system, trusted by more than 19,000 companies. It's the last system you'll ever need. Schedule your free product tour right now and receive your free guide, Six Ways to Run a More Profitable Business at netsuite.com slash ladies. That's netsuite.com slash ladies. netsuite.com slash ladies. NetSuite. Business grows here. Have you heard about this company making beautiful shoes for women and kids out of plastic water bottles? Oh, and they're crazy comfortable and fully machine washable. I love my pair of Rothy's. They're stylish, sustainable, comfortable, washable, really all in one pair. They're the perfect flats for life on the go. I love mine. I got my little slip-ons in the Leopard. They're so cute. And honestly, let me tell you, I wore them to a show and I was standing and dancing all day and my feet did not hurt and I looked cute. Ooh, that's priceless. (laughs) Rothy's are the perfect everyday shoe for life on the go. They're stylish, comfortable, and they go with everything from yoga pants to dresses and skirts. Plus, Rothy's always comes with free shipping and free returns and exchanges. So no risk, no worries, no reason not to try. It'll blow your mind that they're made from repurposed plastic water bottles. In fact, Rothy's has diverted over 35 million water bottles from landfills already. You'll quickly discover why BuzzFeed called them their forever shoes. Go to rothys.com slash ladies to get your new favorite flats. Comfort, style, sustainability, they're the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash ladies today. All right, we're back. And since we were on the subject of family, Mm -hmm. do you have any tips on balancing work, marriage, family? Because you're busy all the time. You've got a lot of shit. And you love to work. I love to work. Right. But I would like to say my first job is currently being like a daughter, a wife, Mm -hmm. and a sister. Mm -hmm. Like family for me always comes first. And I actually feel like my work is better Mm -hmm. when I'm happy and fulfilled in like my personal life. I right. think that that's, I think people don't realize that. I even feel like I'm more creative. I end up doing things to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm unhappy, it shines, especially because a lot of the things I do are like being real. Yeah. Yeah. No pun intended. No, it's no, like, no, no. You know what I mean? You it's can't the, fake the funk. Yeah. Like, and if yeah. I'm miserable mm-hmm. or I feel disconnected from the people I love the most, mm-hmm. which is my family, mm-hmm. um, that gets weird. So it affects you. Yeah. I work my ass off certain days of the week 
And then we literally carve out days that I don't do anything mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. work. So mm-hmm. whether it's just keeping it real, whether you have to uh, pre-shoot things for IG story and it's not in real time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will be like, so Lana, these go up at this time or there's even apps now that you can use that mm-hmm. like you can schedule put the time it. on it and schedule it. Mm-hmm. Throw these stories up at a certain time and right. that works. Um, and literally there are days when I will put my phone on the charger and not take it off. Like mm-hmm. I do not answer my phone because I need, I need that time. I need that time to unplug mm-hmm. to, um, I, I used to hear people all the time say marriage is such hard work. And I was like, that is a lie because if you married the right person, <laughs> then it won't be work. And I, cause I didn't understand that the work isn't loving them. Right. right. The work is maintenance. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love my husband, but there are times when I come home and I'm so exhausted. I get up at 3.30 mm-hmm. in the morning. And mm-hmm. there are days when I have to – I literally, without telling him, I will put my alarm for 2.15 and be like, we got to get it in before I go to work. <laughs> oh, no. Do you know I do that? I have to. No, I do that I, too. I need to. Yeah. Because yeah. that is that is essential yeah. to I'm my so marriage. I'm you said that. I thought yeah. I was like the only – And it's corny and it can seem wack. And you be tired, but halfway through it, you're like, oh, thank God I woke up at <laughs> yeah. that time. You're like, that worked out. Uh-huh. It, it, but You have to schedule this <laughs> thing. You, you Sometimes you have yeah. to because it's so romantic. It, I know, but I refuse to lose <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. part it's of my marriage. It's, it's the maintenance, maintenance yeah. and it's exhausting. Yeah. And I got to work one day, and I turned to Tam, and I was like, "I'm so tired." <laughs> and I was, I felt like I was being pulled in so many directions, and that part of it is hard work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but, but, lo- I feel that because I married the right person, loving him isn't hard. No. Yeah. It's that's doing all the too. things that yeah. I need to do that show that I love him. Yeah. You know whether that's yeah. like. Um, you know, sometimes I get home from work and, and I'm tired, but he's watching Jeopardy on the sofa. And instead of just going straight to sleep, I'm going to stay up for the next three yeah. hours and yeah. laugh and yeah. cook a meal or yeah. just do something together. That quality time. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so necessary. It's so Very. necessary. Yeah. But, and but now, that's the downfall of a lot of relationships is yeah. that they put their work and all these things forward because it's, it's so, so easy much, to do. It's so easy to do. And you guys, I mean, you're, he has kids that they're older, yeah. right? So imagine With family planning. Little kids, yeah. Right. Little yeah. kids in the mix and they yeah. have their schedules. It's just, like I sympathize with people, yeah. but you have to prioritize. You really it. do. You have to. So I, I know that it's not always perfect. Like there are days that I was like, I can't do this this day. And then yeah. I get an opportunity and it's like, I now have to sacrifice mm-hmm. that day that I promised was a non-work day to right. work. And I'm also grateful for marrying somebody that's super supportive yeah. and gets it. Mm-hmm. And I also get that for him. There's times where, you know, we'll be smack in the middle of our family vacation and for Christmas and he had an opportunity to go do something in San Francisco. The man got on a plane the morning of, mm-hmm. got there, did his gig, got on a plane back for a red eye, back Damn. to me. And it's sacrifice. Yeah. A lot of it is sacrifice, yeah, but it's, it's so worth it. Yeah. It's so all worth of it, it is so yeah. worth I'm it. I'm like, we need to have you mm-hmm. back because I still have all these questions I know, and for we're you. Like, I don't we're like, first of all, you lost all this weight. We need to talk about that. <laughs> we need Baby. to talk about how you <laughs> met Israel and right. your little love story. Yes. Like, there's so much there's so, more. I will be back. Yes. I will be back. Do you want me to talk about it now or I'm tell like, me for real? I don't know if we have time. How much time we got, Will? Five. All right. Okay. Let me see if I can give you a fast version. One of them. What you you pick the question. Okay. Well. Okay. Speaking of Israel, 
He's so nice. Thank I met you. him. I went to um, we went to your launch. Yeah, we, XX no XIXI. XIXI. <laughs> yeah, you said it right. Okay, XIXI, uh, my jewelry launch. Yes, yeah. we went to that. I was supposed to go with Nas. She yeah. ended up not being able to go, and yeah. I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm just gonna go. Yes, you know. I was I'm like, glad you went. Yeah, I was like, she seems like a nice girl. Can, can you, wait, can <laughs> you say that again? Because I know there are so many young women out there that have moments like that where they're like, well, this is the person that technically connected me. Right. I have to go with them. Right. And like. You don't have to. You don't yeah. have to. You'll yeah. take that and then the moment. And if I'm honest, I now recognize you separate from her, exactly. and I love that. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So go for that leap. Sorry, that was random. <laughs> yes. No, no, it's no. Yeah. It's good. But then that's what show I show up anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and I was like, I'm gonna go do that. Yeah. And so, I was gonna say hello to you, but I saw Israel yeah. first, and I like tapped him on the shoulder, or whatever, yeah. and he turned around, and I think he thought I was somebody he knew. No, maybe. that's my husband. <laughs> he's so sweet. We joke. We say he's never met a stranger. He's Aww, never met a stranger. That's amazing. It's so amazing sweet. and wildly annoying at times, too. <laughs> you told me that. He will talk so to anyone on airplanes. He's like, he <laughs> literally will be like, oh, so good getting to know you. Like, to exchange numbers. He's like, like very friendly. And I think as a New Yorker growing up, it's like, stranger danger. Yeah. Walk forward. Right. Don't make eye contact, you right. know? You're not but like that, though. You're I, nice. I've gotten... If I'm honest, he mm-hmm. has been a huge influence in that sense. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Like, it's okay to be like, hi, friendly, and friendly. Yeah. And yeah, because I used yeah. to think, does that seem thirsty? I mean, right. you're raised with so many, like, thoughts in your head or, like, you're put instilled with these things of, like, okay, if you're walking up to people like you, I didn't know you originally, but I'm like, but I know her because I see her on Instagram. Right, right, right. You're like, do I come off thirsty? Is that I thirsty know. or am I just being friendly? And that's, it's the industry we're into. Yeah. I was just going to say know that. I'm I mean? like, that's here. Yeah. Like, yes, we all feel that way. I feel that way a lot, too, because especially, like, you're more recognizable because you're with Miguel. Right. So people are already like, oh, well, we know who she is. They don't know me, and they're like, yeah. who's this girl? Like, I feel you that. Feel that. Yeah. yeah, that's real. Yeah. And it can be uncomfortable. Yeah, and you're just sure. like, I don't want to come off, like you said, I want to come off thirsty like, yeah. or like I'm just trying to be your friend because you're a celebrity. Right. Like, yeah. Right. I'm right. like, no, I'm just trying to meet people and talk and have a good time. No, <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm just a friendly person, yeah, exactly, people. Exactly. Don't gas yourself exactly. real quick. Right. But yeah. going back, so how did you, quick story, yeah. how did you meet Israel? How did you know he was the one and was aged? Because I know he's older than you. He is. Was that an issue or? Never. Se- okay. Okay. <laughs> so I've always liked older men. Okay. Just, just random. Uh-huh. Same. Um, even my ex was nine years older than me. My ex before that was 10 years older than me. Yeah. The majority of the guys I've dated have always been older. Mm-hmm. My parents are also 12 years apart, which is uh, me and Israel, same age difference. Jay-Z and Beyonce are also 12 years apart oh, and nobody mentions that. I Boom. forgot. <laughs> yeah, they I know. are. I forget that too. I know. Yeah. I well, forget. they look closer. Yeah, age. they do. Yeah. They do. I think that's they what do. it is. They do. Yeah. But, um, you okay. You still look like a child. <laughs> that, in the best I'm, way possible. I'm holding on to it. Hold on I to it. I will take that. I receive that. Yes. Um, so I did a film, a faith-based film called I'm in Love with a Church Girl. I saw it. I'm sorry to hear that. Okay. Um, it was on BET. Yes. It's yes, a huge joke that we have. He ended up coming. I filmed it. Uh, never heard about it again. And I was like, damn, yo, we didn't even make it to DVD. Like, nothing happened with the film. Uh-huh. And it ended up happening three years later after I shot it. Right? Yeah. Three years later after I shot it in 2010, uh, it ended up going to theaters as an independent film uh-huh. in 2013 because Israel came on as a producer and push things along. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. As a gospel singer, he was able to be like, attach his name to right. it, and that helped it get uh, to Sony Pictures, and they ended up putting it out as an independent film. This uh, sounds okay. like destiny and fate. Oh, yeah. So, but this is real messed up. <laughs> if 
you ever get to YouTube this, we actually talked about it on The Real, but when he originally did an interview talking about the film, uh-huh. he was like, man, you know, Ja Rule's character is so incredible that he was going on and on about how Ja did a great job. And they're like, well, what, what do you think about... Um, the, and what, what do you think about the chemistry between Vanessa and Miles, which was our characters? Right. And he goes, um, you know, I actually think... Um, <laughs> what's her name? Stop. He had edited the film, watched me on screen for hours and hours. You know, when you're editing a film, yeah. you're watching it all the hours that it was put together. He didn't even know my name. Damn. Like, till this day, I'm going to show my kids that and be like, your father didn't even know my name. So anyway, um, we end up hilarious. meeting because we're about to do the promo for mm-hmm. the promo run for him. And I was like, oh, hi, nice to meet you, whatever. We end up becoming friends. Ja, the other guys that were in the film, the other producers, we became kind of like a squad. Mm-hmm. At that time, I had just gotten the reel. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't even think we were greenlit yet. Like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even think we had, were greenlit yet. Uh, I had just gotten the call that we were going to go, but it hadn't. Even, we just shot the pilot, mm-hmm. right? So I end up moving to LA because it's going to film here in LA. And Israel had just moved as well to Santa Monica area. Oh, and at that point, the whole squad was now living in LA, and Ja was in and out of LA nonstop. So we would always hang out and do like these group activities. You know, I love to throw a party. I feel like that's all I do is send you on text messages. The other day, I went through mm-hmm. our text thread, and I was like, "Damn, I'd just be sending her flyers yeah. to parties. Like, send me do you want to come to a party? I'll go. Do you want to come? Yeah, <laughs> I'll go. She will show up. I'll show up. <laughs> so I love to throw parties. So I would do like sip and paints at my house right. and just Taco Tuesday, and I would invite them all to these things and. Israel started showing up mm. without the other guys. Just uh-huh. like, hey, I live here and what's up? Being friendly. Oh, so we became yes. friends. At the time, he was still married and I at the time was just recently engaged oh, to shit. my ex. Uh-huh. So we both were in completely different worlds and we just became friends. friends like yeah. we literally used to hang out in circles, never alone by ourselves. Yeah. Um, that's weird, but like, yeah. so I feel like I knew him, but I didn't know him know him. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. Then I ended up... Um, ending my relationship. And when I ended my relationship, I ended up seeking out, if I'm honest, I wanted to go to church. I wanted to like, like I felt like that was me healing my heart Mm -hmm. and just trying to seek God and, and, and find answers and really trying to be a whole person. I felt like I was broken at that time. Right. So, um, was seeking him out in that sense of like, Hey, if you guys are doing, if you're leading worship anywhere, let me know. And he'd connect me with some other people. And he ended up opening up to me and being like, just a heads up, I'm also going through a divorce. Mm. Like, this is what's happening. I was like, damn, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Continue to be friends. Maybe this is like a year after that or maybe like eight or nine months after. Um, he ends up telling me that he's looking for an apartment closer to the city. Mm-hmm. My my parties were being thrown mm-hmm. in, the, in an apartment building. And he was like, are there other apartments here? So I'm like, sure. I go to take him to the leasing office. He ends up becoming my neighbor. This is really where it happens. Wow. Yeah. So he lives downstairs from me. And at that point, I would receive all his packages because he was traveling a lot. And Uh if I was out of town, he would receive mine. Mm -hmm. Well, one day, (laughs) he ends up being like, oh, um, these packages came for you. I'm going to go. No, I told him there's some packages for you. They look like this. He's like, well, one of them is actually for you. I was mm. like, mm. so I open up the packages and it was, I love vinyl records. Like mm-hmm. I like collect vinyls. Like I just it feel like I was, sound. I was born yeah. in the wrong era. I always yeah. say that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So 
he pretty much told me, well, I know you like vinyls, but I feel like your collection needed to be more round. Like, I wanted to round out your collection a bit wow. more. And I think he added to it, like, Bob Marley. There was another uh, country singer, a blues singer, that he was like, her vocals are amazing. Just, he bought me yeah. these things. Such a like, personal, heartfelt gift. Thank you, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I end up getting off the phone, mm-hmm. and I'm telling my friend Angie, I'm like, I think this guy likes me, and low-key, I like the idea that he likes me. Uh-huh. Right. But I'm like, this can't be right because at this point we had been neighbors for so long that I like looked busted in front of him. I would talk, <laughs> I would talk reckless in front of Israel. You I know mean, when you never think you're gonna yeah. end up with somebody, you yeah, show you who care. you really yeah, are. That's why he, he saw, saw who real. I really was. Yeah. This football player had sent me roses to the real. Uh-huh. I called him. I'm like, who is this? I'm like, he actually could play. Like, <laughs> you, you understand? Like, I would yeah. talk to him about other men, yeah, and it was right. just. Real friendship. He was falling for you. And oh. during that time, I was like, wait. And then when I thought about it and she said, yo, the only way you're going to know if your friendship works as a romance is if you kiss him. Like you have to. Yeah. The truth is you got to see that you have that sexual compatibility. Yeah. You have to have that other thing. Because the only thing yes. that separates you from being best friends with your husband is that we do some other thing exactly. that I wouldn't do with anybody else. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I got to see that that works. Right. And at that point, I was like, okay. So one day he hit me. He's like, um... There was a documentary coming on TV. I don't remember what it was. And he was like, you want to watch it together? And we used to watch documentaries together. I was like, sure. So um, he comes downstairs and we were sitting and I literally just did one of these. So corny and so romantic comedy type. But I leaned on his shoulder and then I just kind of tilted my head up (laughs) to go in for a kiss. And he kissed me. And I was Uh, like. You set it up. Uh I was like, I like this. Uh Two days later, he ends up, uh, I end up telling him that I had got an opportunity to do, you know, one of these free trips to Mexico where they're like, Influencer we'll pay for whatever, everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, we'll get you this huge suite. Invite some of your friends. Right. And I did. I invited a group of friends. And I was like, should I invite him to come on the trip with us? Like, uh-huh. why not? Why not? Uh-huh. Yeah. I did. And the paparazzi took pictures of us. And that uh-huh. is how we li- literally, it was like, I kissed him on my balcony. And then it was like, we were in Mexico kissing in the ocean. And hi, we're a couple. And in moments like that, I'm actually, I hated that moment so much because mm-hmm. I felt like I was robbed of a moment to be able to say how, the, uh, to control the narrative and yeah, say, right. this is who I actually want to be with. And we were not boyfriend and girlfriend at that time. Yeah, you were ready. It was ready so brand new. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I'm grateful for it because I feel like God makes no mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And had we not been put in a really messed up situation mm-hmm. where we were like being attacked, it's like, oh, she a home record. Like people didn't understand what this connection uh. was. Funny fact. Initially, when TMZ was going to put out the story, uh, they actually had him list. People had said by hearsay, Mm -hmm. the story was that, and it was on blogs actually, that Israel was a sheik. Uh, what? That he was an, uh, a sheik who was paying for my lifestyle. Wow. An older man sheik. Yeah, so <laughs> it was like... Hilarious. Yeah, so they were like, would you like to tell us who this man is? <laughs> Who's your sheik? Yeah, they, they literally that's how they hit wow. me up. They're like, do you want us... These we're going to run the story anyway, so either you can tell us who he is or we're like, going to... Actually, he's a professional yeah. um, musician. Yeah, he's and a gospel yeah, singer. Yeah, let's... Uh, yeah, it was rumors. so random. Wow. But that's literally how it came out, and... Sometimes when you're put in really bad positions, it forces you to become closer to each other. Right. And in that moment, we were like, are we going to do this? Are we not going to do this? And we decided, I'm like, you know what? I don't care what anyone says. And that was the best decision I ever made. Oh, yeah. I love and we've been that. together ever since. Yep. You, go, you yeah. can't care what anybody no. thinks. You can't. Yo, mm. even it's funny because like even my ex ended up hitting me and being like, don't you let what the blogs are saying really? tear you down. Like, don't. Nah, you found love. 
and, yeah. you, and you're in love or whatever it is, like go for that. And we weren't even like in love at that time. Right. right. But I think. That's crazy yeah. that your ex said that to yeah, you. That's yeah. a big move. It is. Are you guys still friends? He's not. We're. I wouldn't say we're friends. But you're cool. We're super cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I think to some extent you have to create some proximity. Yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. Boundaries. You know? yeah. For respect. You for if it. he starts a new relationship, yeah. you know, I would think that would be awkward. Yeah. But he's a he's a great guy. Yeah. He really is. That's all. It's nice to have that where you don't have yeah. that animosity with your ex. And you can yeah. recognize that someone's a great person yeah. while recognizing that they were not for you. They're not your person. Right. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Okay. What else? We- <laughs> that was longer than five. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, damn. Long, longer than five. Okay. So- we need you to plug everything you're working right. on right now. We got XIXI, which you came to the launch yes. of our jewelry line. It's my jewelry <laughs> line. Um, you can check it out at shopxixi.com so or good. follow us at XIXI. And cute and affordable. Yes. yes. Very affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I am launching a vegan luxury bag line that comes out oh, in hey. like a week from now. Oh, okay. Shit. And so I'm going to send you guys back. Oh, okay. They're super yeah. fly. Because again, I think about my audience and the people that follow me and they're a lot like who I was growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be fly, you want to follow all the fashion trends, mm-hmm. but baby, that price, yeah, you can't afford it. So we really created something super high fashion, super dope, but at an affordable price. I so love I can't it. wait for you guys to see it. Accessibility, I love yes, that. Yes, it's called La Voute. Ooh, okay. It's French for the vault. You, you love Because every woman's <laughs> purse is her vault. That is true. <laughs> That's that is a commercial, baby. There we go. <laughs> there it is. Oh, thank, thank you, you for Thank you, guys. And always remember... You can sit with us. Thanks for listening to Ladies Like Us from The Lady Gang and Podcast One. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Baquet. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week.